Hi, I'm Katie, and this is Bullet Points. This is a podcast where I hike out into nature, or in case of dangerous weather, which it is today, um, I just open a window and talk about whatever's been on my mind, but in like a coherent way with, you know, bullet points and that kind of thing. I've been thinking about driving today. I should probably listen to driver's license to get in the mood. I would cut that in here, but, um, licensing. The reason I'm thinking about driving today is that my boss was talking to me about it while I was at work. So for some context, my, my boss likes to talk sometimes about random stuff. Uh, but instead of making a podcast, he engages his student workers in conversation and has us not debate, but definitely it's a discussion about all the different things that he thinks and then how we think. Because we are, you know, comfortable enough with him to at least have some truth to that. So anyway, we were talking today about driving and how people learn how to do it. And I think this all started with something he saw on Facebook about how to properly turn across highways with medians. But it transitioned into his son and how he's teaching his son lessons about driving because the education offered through the school isn't that thorough. And he's telling this story about that. But I'm still caught on driver's ed being taught in school. I thought that was an 80s thing. Like, I genuinely thought that all driving classes were now an outside sourced thing. But no, it's still in school, apparently. So back to my boss. He's talking about how he almost got into a car accident with his son because his son didn't know when to make a left turn versus a right turn. And he walks me through this problem before telling me the solution or the the whole story. He says, now if you're turning left and you've got your blinker on and the person coming at you is turning the same direction, they're turning right, and they have their blinker on, who has right away? And I say, I mean, they do, obviously, because they do. Um, you never have right away if you're taking a left turn unless you have like a green arrow or, or maybe if they have a yield sign. That's really about it. And he says, yeah, but he and his son almost got into a car accident because apparently his son's high school teacher just hadn't taught him that. It was a lacking education. So now he's talking about how his driver's ed was lacking and he's about 40 years old, just to give you an idea. And how his driver's education was also through school. And he just drove around a parking lot and and then took his driver's test. And that was about it. Which is still very wild to me. School. Driver's test. At school. What What is going on? Because I, my driver's test was definitely not through school. We had to leave school and go pay money at this private place to get a lesson. So it's, there's this master drive is what it's called. And granted, we are in different states. So he's talking about his experiences in Alabama. And I am talking about experiences in Colorado. And also we're, you know, a generation-ish apart. So in Colorado, there are a couple different uh, organizations that will teach you how to drive if you pay the money. The class that I took was master drive. Great. I do recommend it. This is not an ad. Um... But what happens is we have, we go in with a bunch of other random people into this terrible tiny classroom that is dimly lit, made me want to just scream. And you, uh, they instill the fear of God in you about driving. 
which I honestly, I didn't super appreciate at the time um, because my anxiety about driving was sky high. But I appreciate it now because I understand the reality that a lot of people are likely not going to take all of that directly to heart and instead are just, it'll balance out. They'll take their lack of caution and they'll stick it together with the um, abundance of caution and then you get something in the middle that works just fine. So you sit in that classroom, there's a couple of sessions, you're there for four to five hours per session, you get a lunch break, it's terrible, and then you have the option to do on-street classes, which I did, my parents said that I should and so I did. Um, one of them is you focus on like highway driving, And that's a big part of the lesson. And the other one you focus on downtown driving, like in the city or the main area of town. And how to get around statues that are just in the middle of the road. Um, And then the third one is like residential driving. So just neighborhoods, school zones, all that good stuff. And then once you've completed those three things, those lessons, you take the driver's test and you pass or you fail. And that is that. But that's so much more intense and like, not professional, but official. So much more official. I almost failed my driver's test the first time that I took it. I o- I've only taken it one time, but I did almost fail. I was, the, uh, the classroom building thing was situated about halfway down this hill. And so obviously if you, if you drive, you know that coming, pulling out on a hill is very hard because there's traffic that comes over the top of the hill. And, uh, it's, you're, you know, you, you gotta just kind of speed out of there. But I was a baby. I had done my lessons. I had done my driving hours. I was, I was good to go. Um, and I was still incredibly nervous about it. Because, like I said, driving anxiety. Like, no matter how much I did it, I was terrified. So I'm sitting there, halfway down this hill. And so I'm ready to pull out. And I start it. And then I see traffic come over the top of the hill. And because I'm scared already and I'm a little trigger happy with the brake, I stop. And I'm almost too far out. I am literally like a fraction of an inch from failing my driver's test. And thankfully, my instructor uh, told me that after the test, after I had passed. But he said that I had, if I had gone for two seconds more, he was going to put the brake on himself. Because they take you out in the test car that does that. And fail me right there and we we could just stay in the lot and I am so glad that I passed another of my favorite times is I was out on my I think it was my residential lesson we actually have three eds and so you the goal was to collect all of them um for each of your lessons so I had ed number one and ed number two and then I had ed number one again so I did not get the complete set but this was ed number two on my residential drive and he he actually probably was the most helpful because one he let me know after the fact um that I had been speeding while I was passing a police car which okay I was not speeding that much it was maybe five over maybe and it was downhill so I'm sure the police officer understood but something that he said stuck with me probably because I have a lot of twists and turns on the road to get to my house from my school. But he imparted the great wisdom of, you always have someone in your passenger seat. And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, yes. 
you have physics. And I said, okay, because I'm driving and he's trying to tell me that I have physics in my passenger seat all the time. And he's not wrong because when you take a turn too sharp, you know you can lean into it, right? You're aware of what's coming, you brace yourself, but your passengers don't know. So his whole point was to get me to turn slower. It didn't work. I'm sorry, Ed. It didn't. But it was pretty wise. Did you know you can get boating licenses along with your driver's license in a lot of the southern states? Because they border a a body of water and the physics, well, the mechanics of it are about the same. I assume. I assume that's why. I don't know. I think that's kind of neat. I come from a landlocked state, and so I came down here, and someone was like, oh yeah, I have my boating license, and I'm like, oh wow, you know, did you, like, how did you get that? And they said, oh, I just got it with my driver's test. And I said, oh, I am, right, there's water here, there's water. I don't know, that's what I've been thinking about today. And also, my own conceptions of good and evil, and how I don't really think that there's a lot of, like, there's no true good people and there's no true bad people. We just have good actions and bad actions. And then, you know, you can tend towards one direction or the other, but there's always the capacity of change and a way to make a different decision. Just thinking about that. Yeah. Let's listen to the rain for a bit. <laughs> 